I am so, so, so incredibly excited for this night. I, I brought out my best Rip It flavor, Citrus X, of course. <laughs> I, I invited some of my best friends, best fan pod friends, here to talk about who knows what. Something that people have always asked us at Hunter Talk is, why do we only talk about Hunter Thieves? Why don't we talk about anything else? Well, it's because we're stupid. So we invited <laughs> these other people here to do that. Now, I hope you enjoyed the intro music. Uh, some of you guys were talking about it in Twitch chat, friends in low places. That, of course, refers to our friend Robert here from Talking TSN. <laughs> oh, already. Uh, he's our friend in low places of the standings. So welcome, <laughs> welcome him. From the game house, talking TSM, and Ooh. what was the 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 podcast with Jerm called Hot Takes with Jerm or something like that, right? Hot takes. Hot, Hot takes. takes. Yeah. So welcome, Robert. We also actually maybe I should go in order uh, of what you're seeing on your beautiful screen. So that's me. I'm the one talking. I'm Cole from Hundred Talk. Hello. And then next Hi, in the Cole. Brady Bunch la- uh, lineup is Curly from Flight Check Crew. Howdy. We've got my co-host Jordan. From Hundred Talk, there were the green boys, green background boys. He said, "Take care." <laughs> we, Cole, would, you, would you call this the green zone? Cole? The green. Oh no, that's a callback oh, to a uh, part of our pod that should not be listened to from the past week. Uh, below me here, down there, is uh, Prime, <laughs> of course, from the Live Evil Pod, covering Hello, evil everyone. geniuses. Who would want to do that? People who like winners. Uh, Knox is next to him from also from flight check crew. We introduce Robert. You guys know Knox for, um, we introduce Robert and then we have Sandy toes, Mr. Sandy toes down there. Also from the flight check crew. You guys are, you have strength in numbers. You're like the warriors. You should have been the golden guardians podcast. (laughs) And and last with no webcam, but a beautiful pink, uh, who knows what that is icon, but it looks really cool. We have Havoc Puss from C9's Bodied Fancast. And a special shout Whoa. out to Havoc because guess what? They are, to my knowledge, the oldest team-centric podcast in the LCS space. I believe so. And I think you guys just crossed over six years. Is that correct? I think it's, oh, oh God, has it been six years? I haven't even like counting so i i, I just, look we just do it like every week or so i've like lost count <laughs> i i looked and uh i saw that your oldest video was episode five and it's from august 11th of 2016 so Dang. we have to pay respects to havoc for the bodied podcast so congratulations on that man yeah all right <clears throat> so what are we going to do here like i mentioned We're not really sure, but what we would like to do is talk about a variety of topics and we are inviting you guys to come on and do that with us. So it's a little bit like hotline league, of course, only instead of talking to Travis and Mark and an esteemed guest, you've got this like barrage of handsome guys (laughs) staring right at you as you do this. Okay. So don't be intimidated at all. Uh, it's going to be totally fun. Here's a, <laughs> Nolly said stepdads in the chat. We're going to say no to that. We're not going to go that direction, Nolly. This is you a family friendly space. I, look, I'll buy your love. Okay. Gifts. 
So here's here's what. So the you closing guys song's going to be "Sweet Home Alabama." Oh right? no! Oh no! <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, so that is relevant. Here's what here's what you do. Oh. I just put the uh, Discord link in the chat if you're not already in our Discord. Hop in there. There's a channel near the top in the LCS Potapalooza category um, for Potapalooza takes. Drop your take in there if you want to go on, and then hang out in the voice chat for Potapalooza waiting room, and we will uh, go through person by person and and. I'll send you like a DM while we're talking um, to the previous person and we'll get you lined up to go. And that should be how it works. If you have any questions, pop into the discord and ask, cause we have mods there that will help you. And uh, maybe even, maybe even Jordan will just ignore everything we're doing in the pod and just go in and help you himself. Who knows? I hope he doesn't. Jordan's the sure. entertaining one. So hmm. no pressure. Well, well, speaking of mods, our uh, our first take tonight is actually going to come from one of the Undertalk mods, believe it or not. Uh, let's go ahead and get ready to bring on our dear brother in Christ. <laughs> I'm not going to say your, your actual name, BC, but uh, we'll go with that. Welcome to the show. He's deafened. He is deafened. And he muted. is undeafened oh. now. I see. Mm. He is deafened. BC. Uh, uh. BC. This is why uh, you got to promote Jasker. Hey, hey, can you hear me? There we go. Oh, yeah. we got there it. he is. Hey. He's the stream as well. So, my bad. Oh, my bad. Hey, yeah, good, good call on muting the stream. That is a smart, experienced person right there. That's why you mod yeah. the 100 Talk Discord server. That's surely why I got hired and get paid a lot of money. That's right. Oh, man. Uh, whatever we're paying, we'll Big double bucks. it. All right. BC, what do you have for us tonight? Uh, Mine's a little. Debbie Downer, but uh, oh, I'll give the take. Never mind. Let's go uh, with someone else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All right. Thanks for being here, BC. Already. <laughs> no, my take has to do with the uh, the League of Legends interest in NA is pretty much dying, and Valorant's gonna take it over if if it hasn't already. Um, the content, the views, the viewership, international success is all moving upwards. In Valorant, as opposed to LCS, which it's kind of stagnant. Um, I was just kind of going to add a note that NA talent's abundant in Valorant, so there's less talk about imports having to come over and take over jobs. Must be nice. So you don't see that as much. Yeah. <laughs> but I was, I was wanted to add is kind of like get y'all take on it. Um, with is international success the only factor that can bring LCS back up to where? Valorant is peaking right now, or maybe even further than that. Oh, so you're saying Sweet. specifically LCS? It, your question is: Is the only thing that can bring LCS back up in viewership and popularity doing well at like Worlds or MSI? Is that your question? Yes. Okay. Because cool. I, f I feel like um, two two of the biggest streamers for League is what Tyler One and Doublelift, who don't even play pro. Um, the second or the third one would be. Bjergerson, because uh, <laughs> he gets like 12k, but he never streams. So I love how you you get to mention there? that Double Lift is not a pro. I just I love that. Oh, what a, <laughs> what a good thing nowadays. All right, who but wants yeah, to tackle very this? apparent this weekend, dude? I mean, I I cover both, so I can if you guys want. Yeah, yeah, you sure you not. you knock us off the the bridge here. We'll take the plunge with you. All right, yeah. Um, I don't love that take. I actually, funny enough, was just talking about this uh, with somebody a couple hours ago. Um, 
I think what we're seeing right now with Valorant is what happens with every big game, right? Everybody said the same thing about Overwatch League. I can tell you I put a ton of time and money into Overwatch League, and it didn't work out very well. Um, I think Valorant's just the newest thing. And it's actually not grown as much as you would have thought or hoped. Um, I know the streamer numbers are maybe a little bit better, but League of Legends is still almost always in the top five. North American League of Legends is actually still pretty safe. Uh, a lot of people don't like to hear this, but if you're averaging 70 to 100,000 viewers per week, you're doing pretty well. Um, the ALGS finals just happened yesterday, and they were pretty pumped about hitting 80,000. And that was their worlds, essentially. And we're doing that on a weekly basis in the LCS. So there's nothing wrong with consistency. Uh, and in my opinion, yeah, world success would help because I think it would accentuate the uh, like the NA talent specifically because I think there are a couple people in here who would agree that teams like Evil Geniuses, I think, help the LCS immensely um, considering the young NA talent that is there. Seeing them compete, do well, uh, I think is just going to inspire more people. And once the world gets the infrastructure for well, the U.S., I should say, gets the infrastructure for esports, things are only going to get better. Uh, and I know there are people out there who are working on getting it all the way down into middle schools, uh, starting their teams there. And uh, there is a reason why an LCS spot is the most valuable spot uh, in the world. Uh, it is the most valuable single esports team thing that you can have in the world so i'm not too worried about it uh, i think we're just heading into a bit of a down period don't forget it took football 45 years of existence to actually start coming into the mainstream we're already there so we're not too worried old about it. we're all gonna be so old by then i don't know <sighs> the bodied guys are gonna still be gonna be long. podcasting by then you know havoc's gonna well, be like are. all right welcome to episode 2,468. <laughs> your great, great, Thanks great. Your anniversary. Yeah. I think you meant 60 year anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> so, Frozen Creek, what do you think? Is Jensen still the top <laughs> mid laner in NA? <laughs> he never was. <laughs> Hey, so I'll, I'll let someone else, oh, if man. someone else wants to go back and forth oh, with Robert on this, bro. go for it. I will make a quick side note. I do know L ALGS, when I tuned in um, to the finals, it was like pushing 200K and that was on the main channel. Um, but your point still stands for sure. Like, I, I do think like the numbers are always like off the charts insane when you look at like what China does. But for us, like, it is pretty good. Like, I, I think we shouldn't be as down on our viewership as we are. That being said, probably still some painful truth um, to what BC was saying. Anybody else want to jump in there? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll just jump up real quick. So I, I don't disagree that, like, yeah, 70K to 100K per week on average. That's, that's very good compared to what a lot of esports who have, like, regular weekly or even monthly tournaments or just matches are getting um but what i will say is that if you are looking to because i think part of the take was would international success increase interest from north america or you know, is there anything else that north america can do i think it is it comes down to um the narratives and the content space around the players I think North America LCS has not done a great job 
Um, and I think there's a couple reasons why in terms of building player narratives, part of the issue um, is that, so I think a really good example, there's two that come to mind, um, both Perks and Summit. So C9 is the example here in both of them, but but I can come up with a lot more. Team Liquid's done this too. Um, so, you know, Cloud9 brings over Perks for a year. We're all like, oh my gosh, Perks, is he going to be like, Bjergsen and stick around for years and years and years and make Elsius his new home. No, he dips out after a year, goes back to EU. Summit, we're all excited about Summit. Oh my gosh, this is one of the best Korean tops, you know, one of the best top laners in the world. He's gone after a split. Thank you, Someday. Thank you, Someday. (laughs) But when you have, like, when you have that kind of turnover where you bring in these high profile players and they, and they're supposed to be the draws for people to watch, and then they leave so quickly, what are people supposed to get excited about? What players are we supposed to be able to say, wow, I can't wait to watch this guy play for two, three, four, five years? I mean, uh, Aphromu has been playing since, like, what, season two, season three in LCS? Like, this guy is just, like, a mainstay. That is a player narrative that, like, the LCS should latch on to. And I'm not just saying that because he's, you know, FlyQuest. I mean, he wasn't FlyQuest until earlier this year, right? Like, like he's been around for forever. Bjergsen has been around for forever. Latch on to these guys. Build up the their stories. Uh, and I think you'll get a lot more interest coming back to the LCS from there. The the thing that I'll I'll add to that. So we, I feel and like we'll, we're all we'll still move on to the next caller questions. after this one, by yeah. the way. Yeah. There, there are things that I think are concerning um, that I'll highlight. And it's that it seems like fewer orgs are doing any of their docuseries. I think TSM also recently pulled out Legends, at least from being as regular. It's just too expensive. You just can't justify it. We saw 100 Thieves do the same. Now, they ended the heist, so they would just say, we didn't pull it, we ended it, right? But it's like, so the type of content, orgs still haven't really figured out what works in this space and what um, you know, is justifiable. Uh, so I think that it's not only LCS numbers, I think it's also content numbers that people get following for organizations. Like, if you're trying to make it as a business, you're going to need better numbers. International success would go a long way, I think, to get back to BC's question. Um, Valorant is an interesting one because, you know, NA has done well at international events. And so I think there's a lot of interest built in. Um, but I still people say, I, I still see people say that Valorant is dead. Right, there's always going to be a portion of the audience. It's like dead game, too many flashes, too much utility, you know, <laughs> no skill required, running, jumping, and shooting. And then, um, so I think there's there's always going to be that section of any audience for any game that's like, you know, they're basically they're the guys who sit in the 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 balcony and throw stuff at the stage, right, from the Muppets. <laughs> that's just what they like to do. That's how they enjoy things, apparently. Um, <laughs> So, to be to be fair, oh. there's guys on Twitter who like ESPN will post a clip from like you know some NBA game or MLB, and there's guys who just have auto reply set to not a sport, and it's like, oh man, I just want to <laughs> take those guys and take them out back. It's just like you will always yeah. have those people who are looking to trash whatever they can. Exactly. Yeah. And and yep. to like real quickly, I'm, I'm sorry, just to add on to that too, like let's not forget when League came out, NA had a lot of success. Right. 
I mean, yeah. they, they were there at Worlds, the very first one, and, and that's going to happen. And so um, I think Valorant's going to actually be better for League overall, too, by the way, because um, more and more people are going to trust Riot Games um, than they already do. And uh, we're going to see franchising there, too. So it's, you know, everything's based off of League's success. And I think League will find a way to continue on. I mean, I if I remember correctly, I believe the player base has even started to increase incrementally overall in North America in the last year or two. So it's just going to take time. It always does. But League is the only esport that's ever lasted a, basically a decade. So I'm not too worried about it right now. It's going to be the MLB of esports before we know it. Correct. All right. Yep, BC, do you have anything else you <laughs> wanted to make a note of or, or anything you wanted to counter before we say uh, a loving goodbye to you? No, thanks, guys. I uh, also wanted to add happy birthday to Cole. It's his birthday, so Ooh, make sure to wish him It is not that. my birthday. Yeah. He knows that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Uh, not yet not yet you saw that trademark (laughs) uh wednesday wednesday is my birthday everybody and we won't talk about how old i am actually maybe we should while we have bc because he's like the only person who makes me feel good about my age (laughs) (laughs) like i said a loving goodbye thanks for calling All right, we're gonna. We're gonna Soon bring you'll in. have to change that high dad's emote to high gramps. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, that really yeah, that was... really hurts. That really I'm hurts. Sorry. Okay, well let's Hopefully move on. not for a long time. Yet. Let's move on to our next caller before we have to reveal what our ages are. Um, we have we have a, a a very special guest. We have someone with a very uh, prestigious title. Um, we have champion of hating Joel Lito. Oh. oh boy. Joel, are you here with us Yo. today? Yes. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. You want me to just get into it? Jump right in, man. Don't waste any time. I got you. So kind of related to BC, but more optimistic, I guess. Say the LCS exists in 15, 20 years, whatever. Um, I think there's two ways we can take this question. I'll let y'all decide. The first way is, um, you know, like the NFL, the NBA, there's teams that have become staples, but there's also teams that kind of like died out, flamed out. Like you can do like the Supersonics, the Montreal Expos, whatever. I would like to hear maybe like one or two points from each pod, like why your team isn't going to be the expo like why why is your team not gonna die out like what's gonna make your team a dynasty or another way we could take this which is my way that i would like is maybe a vote on maybe who you think might not what might be that montreal expo or that supersonic or the (laughs) houston Oilers, whatever like who you think might be the first to bow out oh Um, i think it would be unanimous uh, i i think it would be unanimous I don't oh, think I, I love this. I love this. And do you do you want us to t- do you want us to talk about our own teams, like when we're answering that last question? Because we can t- we can answer the question: Who do we think is most? Or uh, I'm sorry, why our teams will not be that? But at the end, do you mm-hmm. want us to vote yeah. of our five teams? Who do we think is going to be the, yeah, like, the I, one? Okay. Oh, only amongst our teams. Yeah, because I don't think it's it's too mm. easy to vote like the 
actual person, but like, let's make it like interesting. <laughs> like, which one of these? Uh, immortals. Would be, uh, sorry, I have immortal. my, I have sorry. my ideas, but I'll let y'all kind of okay. talk it through. I, I think it's fair that the reigning champ goes first. So, Prime, loosen yeah. up, get on in there. Tell us why <clears throat> Evil Geniuses is not going to end up being the poop team. We have. <laughs> definitely a secret weapon and that is peter dunn his focus on player development is a key to and it's showing it's showing like you know the results that we're going we have talent in na we we can grow that uh eg will be known for that but i think that sets the kind of um model for other teams to kind of follow suit that's how we grow interest I think EG is maybe small org compared to all the other ones, but we are gaining that momentum. We have the infrastructure. We have staff that are constantly thinking about the future. And so that is my quick spiel on why EG will become, you know, a dynasty. Hopefully we started off on a good foot on 2022. I can say that. Curly, what are you thinking about, about FlyQuest there? Why will FlyQuest... Oh, FlyQuest is going to stay in the league because the LCS needs a good guy that no one hates, and FlyQuest is that <laughs> team. Everyone loves FlyQuest. I've never heard anyone say a genuinely hateful thing towards FlyQuest. It's always just like, ah, oh, they might not perform the best, but at least they save the environment, even like when we're not doing well. So we're just too crucial to the LCS brand itself that if they get rid of us, it's just kind of boring. There's no one nice, <laughs> you know. Well, I'll I'll let I'll let uh, I'll let Havoc go first. Havoc, you you let us know about C nine. I think I think you probably have a pretty good case. We'll go after you, and then we'll bounce it over to uh, Robert for TSM. Okay, so so we're saying why why C nine isn't going to be like the the Oilers or whatever. Yeah, okay, yeah. I think I think C nine has just become a staple in esports in general. They are. Usually in all of the big esports, they're usually the ones that have been there from the beginning. They help build the scene up. And then a lot of the players you see coming through in in any esport, you can look at Overwatch League, you can look at Valorant, you can look at League of Legends, you can look at CSGO. A lot of players have come through C9's doors. Uh, I think C9 is just a, a big a big house where you can get in good talent. And even if they don't stay long, they become successful later on. So I think that they develop the successors, they develop interest in the league through their name and through their branding. I think that C9 is just one of those old guard teams that they're always going to be there and they're going to be like the Celtics or something. You know, They'll have these stretches where they'll be really good. Maybe they'll have some stretches where they're not, but they'll, they'll always be there and they'll be, what, be one of those old teams. Yeah. I mean, look, if we're being honest, C9 has a pretty bulletproof case here, so I don't think we need to spend too much time trying to pick you apart. It's it's kind of hard not to like. I noticed, oh, I mean, I don't like them, but it's, it's, you know, (laughs) I I can't deny, you know, that they're probably going to be like the Yankees or something. But look, I I noticed Curly bringing up Mm -hmm. the, the good guy reputation, which I think FlyQuest definitely has. And I noticed Prime talking about Peter Dunn and the foresight of some of the staff. Staff ain't forever, y'all. Trish is already gone from FlyQuest. How long is He's the good guy thing going to keep up, man? I don't know. I don't. Trisha was like personally planting the trees. Like, I don't know what you guys are going to do now that she's gone. 
And Peter Peter Dunn hasn't been there that long, and he won't be there much longer because that money's going to come calling at some point, and it's probably going to be Jack calling. So I don't know, man. I, I it's it's harder to see for evil geniuses, but for Hunter Thieves, look again. Staff is temporary. Swag is forever. We've got the identity. We've we came into such a solid identity as like you know this like cool looking brand that had a lot of like nice good people behind it. So it's like we're not like FaZe Clan out there like being like jockey to everybody, right? Um. And that identity has been so strong that the fan base like built so quickly. It's just, you know, that's, that's one of those things where, you know, C9 and TSM, they have that in their history as well. Right. And we've seen that project and last a really long time. And as long as we still have the same smart people at the reins, it's kind of hard to see that going off in any direction. And if you maintain it for like five years, it's going to be basically permanent. So that's how I'm feeling about us right now. Jordan, what do you want to add to that? I'll just add that um, we have, we're going to, obviously we've won already. We're going to keep winning. And as soon as they finish development on League of Legends 2, we're going to win that. <laughs> right? That's the next <clears throat> thing that we're going to do. We're going to make the game and then we're going to win at that one. So it's, it's we're basically set up. <laughs> See, here's the thing. Yeah, I you feel guys like... can have your esports. We'll invent our own and be good at it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like, you can't lose what Cole. a pass nate shot at this point see and here's the thing right guy it's like you guys are probably like the chicago bulls where you don't even have to like them for your merch to just randomly be in a store for some freaking reason you know <laughs> so like you'll always be a clothing brand no matter what well we'll be a clothing Actually, brand my, with my, trophies. my real answer my real answer is we we have a really strong business model and i always think about mm -hmm. when john robson came on and talked about like it's all three you have esports, you have apparel, and you have content. And so you actually, you know, to have a business is how you have long-term you know, viability. So I think that's that's our edge. Yeah, yeah. Robert, take us through TSM. Yeah. Um, so there have been, I just went and counted 19 splits. Uh, TSM have finished at least in the top three and 14 of them. Jeez. So, I did I not know it was that extreme. The real dynasty. Seven first places five seconds, two thirds. So, um, you know, things are definitely not great in TSM land right now, but they're going through a total restructure. Um, they're actually one of the teams that are looking ahead to the future in terms of this esports bubble that is guaranteed coming. Uh, you'll see most of these teams are no longer getting VC money um, and TSM are kind of cutting down right now to try to make sure that they can become, because most of these teams are not currently you know, in the black in terms of their profitability. So um, I like what they're doing there. I think the moves that they may be making uh, this week that will apparently be announced tomorrow, um, I think are a sign Ooh, of things teaser. for the future teaser. as well. <laughs> we got leaks. Uh, yeah, we do. We do. We do got leaks. Um, if people want to know, I guess we can go over that at some point. But um, yeah, I, I just think that, you know, yeah, people can say that like TSM have been, you know, resting on their laurels. Um, what we did in 2020 summer uh, was pretty awesome. 2021, we were literally one game um, against Havoc's team uh, away from, you know, being at Worlds again last year. So um, I, I think the dynasty speaks for itself. And I'm not even just going to say this as an LCS or as a TSM fan, I'm going to say it as an LCS fan. 
When TSM do better, there are more views. The LCS has no reason to get rid of TSM right now, or I don't think there's any reason that the LCS or that TSM would leave the LCS. Uh, they're kind of synonymous at this point. So, yeah, that's pretty. We're doing the pretty cocky undeniable. part of it. I'm sorry, but no, no, no. <laughs> it, it's it's the truth though. It's pretty undeniable. So, all right, I think we got it. We got to vote. Oh yeah, go as ahead, a Jordan. neutral, I tune into TSM games lately just to see if their streak continues so that is true, that is very true. <laughs> hey, you know what you guys here's all i'm gonna say is all of you guys can enjoy this right now because this is probably the this team is gonna be for a little while <laughs> and it's fair it is deserved it is absolutely deserved you know but what i've been telling all my people on my podcast is it's like when your teams are going through the rough parts that's when the true fans come out and that's what i'm hoping that we're gonna see when we eventually Hopefully, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you were so confident until the end of that, man. It is the true fans are not on Reddit. <sighs> yeah, well, uh, honestly, <laughs> depends on the day. Depends true. on how they're feeling that day. The tr- I feel like the true fans were on Reddit and left. They got too tired of it and just left. Anyway, so it's time to vote. All right, uh, let's go around the Brady Bunch circle. I vote uh, FlyQuest being the poop team of, of our squad. Curly, what you got? What a rude way to hand things off. <laughs> you can vote. I vote your team. team. Go ahead. Oh. No, because no, Hundred Thieves absolutely like they're a legacy. Um, I want to be able to say TSM, but like you raised a really good point there, and like I hate to say that FlyQuest might be the weakest link here, unfortunately, despite our good branding. Yeah. Just as a side note to that, by the way, I'm sorry, I know we're in the voting stage, but it's like the good branding. I mean, it's been really cool, right? The whole time FlyQuest adopted like the good guy thing, it's always like great to see, fun to watch or whatever, but it hasn't really taken root, you know? Like there hasn't been like, that hasn't yielded like a huge crop of fans, it feels like. So it's a slow process, but I think you're probably right. Jordan, what's your vote? All right, look, it's 100 days. We've won a split. It's EG just won a split. It's TSM C9. There's really only one answer in this equation. It's FlyQuest. It's not because I don't love you guys, but it's just there's a lot of competition in this lobby. So I'll go FlyQuest. Prime? I I don't think it's likely, but of of this group, I'll say FlyQuest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm feeling the heat chasing because that's the thing, right? You have to win a split to keep up, and you can't have just one split. You have to have multiple to sustain. So if we don't have that, I think we might fall in the same tier as FlyQuest. But at this moment, gotta say, I'm sorry. I, I love you boys. I really hope you at <laughs> one point you'll get it. Uh, and I think, but at this point, uh, there's, for me, it is Fly. Nox? I mean, I, you, you guys know, I'm, I try to be the rational one most of the time, but I mean... Yeah, no, it's it is FlyQuest hands down. We are the smallest org out of this group, but on the flip side of that, we are the smallest, most successful org out of the small orgs in the LCS, yeah, and that yeah. is something I am very proud of. Yeah, yes. yeah, true, for sure. Robert, FlyQuest? Um, no, actually, I'm gonna go EG, and here's Whoa! my reasoning. Why. All right, I have, I have. There is only one team in this entire group of five that is owned by an NBA team. That is mm. FlyQuest with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, thus, they technically wouldn't go under at all or leave unless if the Milwaukee Bucks decided to leave 
esports, which is not going to happen in my mind. Um, they are also the only org that I can think of currently whose business model allows them to run in the black. Trish did that intentionally, which is why they haven't expanded as much as everybody else. They also didn't take VC money. Um, so it's kind of impossible for them to leave unless if the Bucks decide that they want to leave. So um, they are technically actually outside of, let's say, C9 and TSM, the safest team. Uh, I believe it would be EG out of the five uh, because they're about to have a real kerfuffle uh, when these contracts come up for Danny, JoJo, <laughs> and Inspired and Vulcan <laughs> and whether or not Impact stays or not. So, um, And Evil Genius's branding has been really good as well, obviously, and they have a lot more of a storied history, but they also didn't make it the first time and FlyQuest did. So, uh, you know, my I love what FlyQuest do, and I think business-wise, they're actually one of the most sound teams here um, currently. So I'm going to have to go with EG for right now. Nice counter counterculture take here. We like that. Well, Sandy? Much love. Much <laughs> love. That was, that was actually right. really logical. That, that, that was real good. I will, I will note that uh, I know EG, I don't know if they are, it's the ownership group uh, from Wolverhampton Wanderers. I don't know what the partnership there exactly is, but Wolves does. Uh, I don't think do they something. own the team. I think it's just a partnership. I don't yeah. think they actually yeah. are part of the team. Yeah, I mean, you know, if money is flowing from Wolves and Wolves drops from the premiership down to championship uh, yeah. over there in England, uh, maybe things might get a little rough for them. Um I think uh, I think Hundred Thieves, Cloud Nine, and TSM are pretty safe. Um, and if I'm being honest, I think all five of these teams are actually pretty safe. And mm-hmm. you know, the the elephant in the room is that we all just want to say Immortals is the, uh, <laughs> is the odd man out. Let's oh, be honest. Why, why would you say that? Uh, <laughs> no idea. I mean, other than the are fact that they've gone through the like story three or... general managers in one year. What, what was that? A fire alarm going off? What? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I would. I would still say until uh, I think EG is doing a really good job um, building up their branding and building up their infrastructure. And until I start seeing FlyQuest doing a little bit more expansion, um, having some more sustained success, I will say that we are probably out of these five the number five team there. Um, but that's my take on it. So, Havoc, do you concur? I, I kind of have to concur. I think I, for me, it was a toss-up between FlyQuest and EG. Um, everyone has said way better points than I was. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. Um, but I, I think for me, it, it'd probably be a coin toss between EG and FlyQuest, and it probably etches out between who can market themselves the best and who can take more successes um and in the short term it's kind of hard to tell because because i think both teams have really good marketing and branding like FlyQuest is like the baby face of the league like everyone has said you know they're the they're the good guy everyone has to root for the baby face it's hard not to and then evil geniuses has this really you know good kind of marketing of the whole like live evil thing that kind of gets memed on but it's it's in a funny way Mm-hmm. Um and they kind of they kind of like roll with it when it doesn't work out when they do the whole like live yeah. evil thing. Um, Wonder how so long that, they can keep that up. Thing. 
like like it's a i think it's a i think it's a really good when a brand can like laugh at itself so it's gonna be really tough i think of those of those two um i can't really decide but i think it's whoever kind of loses out in sort of the marketing kind of brand war i think i i will say one one quick side note i know we're all laughing about uh immortals probably being that number 10 team but i feel like just last year clg would have been right in that conversation uh and then yeah. all of a sudden this year they've got, they've got msg different. money man they've got msg money uh, yeah they do have yeah, some, yeah. yeah but well, msg msg doesn't care about them <laughs> but they, they're a very easy line item on their stuff so i don't know yeah. joel a question for you uh because it seems like we have a pretty strong consensus here a leaning fly quest for the uh the black sheep but let me let me volley the question back to you Opening this up to all LCS teams, if you have to assign who the Yankees are um, and the Cowboys and we'll go, let's go Lakers. with the Lakers. Lakers. Yeah. yeah. Lakers. So Lakers. The holy trinity of teams. Yeah. Lakers, <laughs> Cowboys. Who, who are they? Lakers, Cowboys. What was the last one? Yankees. 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 Oh, this is tough because originally I was going to do the Knicks for TSM. Because, like, <laughs> traditionally, you know. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, sorry. I think what? I know where you go, but keep, keep going. Oh, that's good. Yeah, like, you know, historic, you know, historic franchise traditionally won a lot, you know. But everybody loves to hate on them. I mean, a lot of people tune in just to watch them lose, and <laughs> the one year they do good, they don't let they don't shut up about it type of thing. Yes. So it's kind of like that, where it's like you love to hate them, but also they're very key to the the league and all that stuff. So they're never gonna go away. Big brand, big everything. Um, an owner that's very much in the light a lot that a lot of people don't like. So uh, <laughs> this is perfect. really it's good. Just it, it, just, does that make Robert Spike Lee? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> All right, you I heard it here first. Look, when 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 Joel came on this pod, I said he's the champ of hating, right? Champion of hating. He just proved exactly. his medal. Well done, Joel. Real quick, real quick, I think. C nine might be Cowboys. I think. C nine the Cowboys. I think. I don't know. I think Cowboys are like, oh, it's gonna be this year type of thing. You know, they have a lot of money, but I don't know who exactly that is for LCS. Um, I don't know. It's tough. It is kind of like the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense. If I've been Cloud it, Nine, they, you know, LS comes in, they buy all these players, yeah. they've got the whole plan, and then it collapses mid-season. The plan, due to the plan dies now. after two weeks because LS creates a very toxic oh, work environment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Cloud Nine is yeah. literally 2013, 2014 and Cowboys back in 1995 and 1996. And they, they have their Jerry Jones and Jack. So. They have the Jerry Jones. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Joel TL is the Yankees. And yes. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the call, Joel. That was magnificent. And we will All say right, goodbye you. to you, champion of hating. All right. <laughs> that was wonderful. Okay. Let's, uh, we've, we've got another call here. We're going to welcome on to the pod, Mr. Sen. You there? Yeah. All right, Sen. 
I know I you you just attended LCS. Is that correct? I did. Yes. So you've got he's got like first person witness to this take. So lay it on us. Mm. All right. Um. So yeah, I want to start off by saying I don't watch every game, uh, because I don't simply have time for that, and I'm not the biggest fan of every team, obviously. However, when I did see every team on Sunday, um, I clearly saw four four teams that are really strong. They have really solid chemistry and, and talent, which are 100T, TL, FlyQuest, and EG. But I have a strong feeling that 100T and FlyQuest will make top two um, because of, of some reasons. One, FlyQuest looked real dominant and had a clear plan of what they wanted to do on uh, on Sunday's game. And if I think that with the roster that, that they have, if they keep improving, they will be unstoppable in playoffs. And 100T, um, it's really hard to say this, say this with no bias, but um, if, if 100T improves on their macro, they're also going to be unstoppable. Um, so those are my, my that's my like key takeaways from 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 Sunday. TL looked pretty strong. Um, so did EG, but I have some uh, smaller takes um, for Clown9 and EG. One being Sven will be the downfall of C9, <laughs> and EG will fall off because of young e- talent ego. Ooh. Okay, let's do um, this, Sen. Let's. Let's yeah. just let you have those last two points of shots that you took, because I like that. Yeah, sure. I like when when sure. Ben catches a stray. <laughs> I'm a fan of that. So let's fo- <laughs> let's focus on, on your other take oh that the sure. the finals are going to be between FlyQuest and Hundred T because I'm not I'm not sure you're going to get a groundswell of support for that take here, despite having the pods here that uh that represent those teams. Uh, you know, sure. obvi- and obviously, Sen, the problem is FlyQuest. Like what's how are these guys gonna turn into a finals team? Where's yeah, that, the star that was the power? Angle I was take. Where's the star power? Where's the <laughs> like, uh, hey, why don't we try to not throw a late game for once? You know, where's all that? <sighs> mm. Um, so here's why I think FlyQuest will will be in the top four at least. One, Takui is really strong as a really strong mid laner. Um, I was really impressed with what I saw on on Sunday. And overall, um, He's really good. I was also wait, impressed can, by... Wait, wait, can I stop you really quick on Takui? I'm sorry sure. to stop you in the middle of your take. Uh, sure. So I will I will kind of agree that I think he's looked really good. I was surprised to sort through the stats today. I went through them, okay. and I was like, okay, he's like mid at everything. <laughs> no, he's the best. Eyeball test-wise, I think like, hey, yeah, this guy's like popping off this split. But... The stats do not necessarily back that up, and that's kind of weird for me. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. So like, can, like can I'm not saying stats always tell the story because, of course, they don't. But it's like it's really hard to like have that big of a gap between eyeball test and stats. Go ahead, Knox. So, public stats, you are correct. However, oh, I you got the insider and... stats from scrims. Okay, go, Knox. <laughs> 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 So this is technically public info, but it's not easily accessible. But if you watched Mark Z's power ranking stream, he pulled up uh, the stat website that only LCS casters have access to. And on it, Takui is number one in forward percentage in the league at 29%. And since we're talking about 100 Thieves here, Abadaga is sitting at ninth 
with 7% or something like that. Mm -hmm. Just going to throw that out there real quick. Just sitting under his turret. (laughs) Can I I also interject here? Uh, Takui has died five times, which is insane. But if we want to dive deeper, he also has the second best gold differential at 10 minutes. Uh, He is CSing as well as anybody and actually has more damage per minute than Bjergsen and doing almost 30% of his team's damage. I... I had a hot take earlier today that I think he's second in line for the MVP right now. That's how well I think that he has been playing. And I think some statistics will back it up uh, as well, because he's also only four kills behind the leader tied for third. I mean, we're only... He literally was a uh, all-pro, top three all-pro, just yeah. a split ago. So it's not... He's I think it's not unreasonable to call him a top three mid leaner in the LCS. See, now my question for Sen is how can you put 100 Thieves in the finals when Abadaga is very inconsistent <laughs> with showing up to the Rift? Like, I see him in front of the computer. I mm-hmm. don't know if he's putting any, like, clicking anything or not half the time, you know? So, so it's like... <laughs> so this is why I think um, what I what I said is, is correct here. Um, we have someday. Uh, we also have MPI and Huhi. Uh, MPI Huhi is becoming again their top form. Someday is just someday, and closer. I mean, I don't have to say more than that. If I had to say his name, I think you know it speaks for for itself. Um, we already have a strong core. We're the only team that stayed uh, the same for three slits. I think um, someone can correct me if I'm wrong there. But we have the mm-hmm. probably the best chemistry in the entire league, um, just from being a uh, team together, and our support, our, our our league staff is phenomenal. We have Reaper, we have um, Mithy. So, with all that being said, I think our macro at, at the moment is probably poor. That's why we're not doing too well in you know maybe the mid game, late game, and we, we got those two losses in our in our, our stats right now. Those are pretty much due to the macro. So I think I think if we keep improving our macro, then we just win because we have, already have the talent. Jordan, do you want to talk about the Abadaga thing really quick? We we went into it excessively on our pod, I think. But if you can give like a two minute version on, you know, <laughs> what we're seeing out of Abadaga and what we've seen from the history of the team as well. I mean, I think the like Takui, real deal. That guy can play for sure, no question. And I think we, we've all seen how important mid lane is. I think the, the question with Abadaga is, can he perform at the level that he did last weekend, basically, uh, for the rest of the split? Or even if it's not for the rest of the split, can he turn it on when we get to playoffs? The team's been in back-to-back finals. Um, so even with him being inconsistent, we are, you know, we're finalists. And we, we've hung a banner. So for me, the question is, you know, look, I don't know what you all would say Abadaga was at his peak, but my guess is you wouldn't say he was top. I mean, maybe you say he's top three, right? At his very best. I think that's probably about right. Um, if he can play as a top three mid laner, these are in the finals because they were before. And, and you might not even say he was a top three mid laner, unless you're going to say that all the teams are so much better now that the same type of performance won't get us there. But for me, that's how I see it. And, and the good news is, He's showing us in real time, you know, as of the most recent stage data we have, what Sen watched live, that he can play at that level. And when he does, the games aren't close. They're not close. 
and it's it's someday closer FBI who he diff, right? Like that's what comes through. So the team is strong still, and it's the same squad that's been there that's lifted a banner. Um, and I think they've got a good chance at running it back. Yeah, it's a big if. Plus, I mean, but lest we forget, like this is this is the way that our team has worked for the past two splits. Also, it's a slow start, kind of rocky, kind of inconsistent. Even towards the end of the splits, <laughs> we'll sometimes have some mishaps where it's like, oh. Maybe we should have figured that out earlier in the split. We're going to lose in playoffs immediately. And then they pull it together and go on a run. Maybe it's Reaper diff. Maybe it's just guys who have played together for a really long time and they gel and they know when to flip the switch. I don't know. But until, you know, until they show that they're not going to have a strong playoff run with this roster, I'm going to keep believing that they will. Um, so I, I, I mean, not to dwell on, like hating on FlyQuest or whatever, but it's like I I feel like there's more reason to believe Hundred Thieves would be in the finals than FlyQuest personally, though I know that may not be the the popular uh, take for right now. Everyone's <laughs> well, always looking for what team is bumble, bubbling mm. under the surface, right? Like which team is not getting enough. And it, and if FlyQuest can fix the late game issues that they've had, like they did in the the most recent game against Cloud Nine, right? Um, you know they can fix that then yeah, we can have that conversation, but they have to demonstrate that they can fix that first. Well, they didn't, uh, they didn't even need to get to late game against cloud nine. They beat them before <laughs> three minutes. So. Yeah. It was uh, a little dicey what... for a while there. Uh, what do you mean? That was you, the cleanest match was, I've seen all it, split. No, it was a little dicey in there for you guys around Baron. Yeah. But we I didn't mean, die there. You didn't. And congrats. We, yeah. Congrats. <laughs> and we didn't overcommit, which yes. is like, what we were looking for. Awesome. And you <laughs> landed one game better than 500. Good job, guys. So here's what I'll say just about the take. So the take <laughs> is 100 Thieves and FlyQuest top two, right? It's, um, I think, a lot of the analysis and the pundits had FlyQuest. Uh, I saw a lot of bottom four, bottom three. So for us, to be in this top half of the league conversation at all is really, really good. Um, we just beat CLG. Uh, we beat Cloud9. I think, you know, top four is, you know, right there. I think Team Liquid, um, honestly, if I mean, they look a little sus to me. I don't know if they've really got it all together. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think top three for FlyQuest is within reach. Um, I still peg EG and 100 Thieves as the top two. Um, would I be shocked at a like kind of miracle run in playoffs? No. Would I also be shocked to see us drop out in top six? Also no. Um, <laughs> but I do think out of the two teams, Hunter Thieves does have like a much stronger chance of being top two right I, now. I want to, Havoc, if you don't mind, I, I will want to loop you in on this conversation because I think, you know, your guys's name should be, you know, battling for getting into this contender position. I mean, clearly things have worked better immediately since you got your full roster in place. Uh, again, I know yeah, that the, the game the against full, full roster, FlyQuest wasn't full great. Roster, the full roster definitely looks better than what what we were were playing with uh, in the first week. Um, <laughs> yes. I think yes, C9 yeah. has the potential to go to playoffs and, and at least get top four. I think the issue is that there are very big kind of gray areas in Zven working out of support. And if Jensen can hit the high 
ceiling that he had when he was originally on C9, right? So I think that he's there, there's a couple of performance metrics that you kind of have to meet. Um, and and, to and be you guys honest, are big is, on one of those metrics you guys are big on is support CSD, right? Yes. No. Yes. We, he's got to pump those numbers up. He's got to have the CSD <laughs> up. I don't know what he's doing. His CSD is so low. It's uh, man. You better get Microsoft on that, dude. I know. Look, uh. look. Look. They got. They got the. They got the tablets and everything. They just got <laughs> the data. Uh. I think. I think honestly, a bigger question mark for Cloud Nine is if Blabber can perform consistently. Because, and this. This is a belief that I've had for a few years now. It's that Blabber easily falls off as a split or a season goes on because it seems like he starts off at the beginning of the year really hot firing on all cylinders and he will hit a point where i don't know sure if he's tired i'm not sure if he loses focus of things but he does not play the same he does not think the same as when the season starts so i think it's really going to measure up to can blabber actually just play the game and not be an idiot or just not <laughs> play poorly wow strong words for your star player wow <laughs> sometimes he doesn't play like a star player and he he deserves all of my roof well he talks like a strong player also i'll say that all right um where were we sin did we did we thoroughly answer this question for you or are you feeling like you need some more from us i mean uh, it was more of just me putting it out there yeah. um because um like i said this is just i'm i'm washed gold i'm currently bronze so I don't know, League. Um, it's like I'm dirty gold. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, just from my pure like expectations going into on Sunday and then seeing the results on Sunday and just overall this, this split, I think 100 Thieves has the potential to be top two again. Flacco's looks really strong. Um, the one thing I saw about EG, though, um, their stat line looks really good. But I want to go back to my, my my other take where I said EG will fall off because of young talent ego, um, and that's because I've seen it happen before. And let's go know, there. Let's go there. Prime, always... defend your boys. I... Tell us why this won't be the case, and we will try our best not to laugh at you. You can feel oh. free to laugh at me. Look, <laughs> I came in the season with the same mentality that Jojo Pyun is going to get his. He's too cocky. He's been too yeah. too much, but. You know, to learn and follow this team since the beginning, I'm actually a lot more optimistic of how they haven't hit their upside. They haven't hit their peak. And JoJo is only still learning about League. How he, he's still... What was the MSI joke I learned from Discord? He, he was actually convinced, I think by Vulcan, that he can take cleanse against Malzahar. So the man is lacking in a lot of areas in knowledge. It says in League of Legends. You have to remember, he's a Valorant player. Or for, Fortnite, sorry. Fortnite, Fortnite. player. <laughs> so, he, and the other thing is, uh, it's, a, it's a talk I had with um, Dr. Respawn. If all you haven't followed him, he's a great Jordan. follow. He's Jordan. Yeah, Jordan Sai. Mm -hmm. He noticed that, you know, these kids are way more self-aware of when they're hitting their burnout. And JoJo was able to say that in their, his last um, uh, interview with the Game House. I believe that was one of the interviews was like, look, I'm not losing motivation, but I know I've hit some kind of wall. This break can come in a better time. So there is a better awareness. He's still going to be cocky. He's still going to have a lot of trash talk, but they are not alone. They're surrounded by Impact. They're surrounded by Vulcan and 
somewhat would inspired, right? So yes, we can still say ego might come into play, but I think at for JoJo that might be something to consider. But for Danny, man, he's just mature. He's so um, down to earth and really, um, I don't think the the immaturity or ego aspect is going to hit him as hard, if any at all. Um, so I think they're going to have continue to continue to scale up. I mean, that's cool. Uh, Kind of weird to say since they're at number one right now. Where where else is up? Uh, so I'm not worried. I'm not worried for this season. Their talks has always been about worlds and focusing on uh, aiming for worlds, and everything else is just a learning process for them. Yeah, that's interesting. You mentioned that about Danny because I, you know, I feel like at MSI, Danny kind of just looked like he was not prepared mentally for it. Um, but at the same time, he he doesn't seem to have the like the cockiness to him that Jojo Pune does right like I like he just comes off differently and so I think if if you are more humble about the experience that you had you bounce back really quick and obviously Danny's like ripping people to shreds right now so yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything <laughs> bad about him though I, I would say you you mentioned earlier that you know the cockiness might be a factor but they have people like inspired and Vulcan. And I'm not exactly sure I'd go to those guys for cocky advice, but impact. <laughs> I like impact there in that, uh, in that locker room guy role for sure. All right. We're going to say goodbye to you. Sen. we miss you already. All right. And we're going to thank you for calling and we're going to invite our next person here. Everybody give a warm, hearty welcome to germ. Germ. Hello, germ. Welcome him on the show? to the pot of Palooza. Robert is ecstatic that you made your way here. I've heard he is uh, he is so enamored with you that he's written your name on parts of his body. That's correct. That's what I was, I was trying to check out. I, I see he's got the hat on. I didn't know if he was still rocking with it or what. <laughs> it's gone. Uh, go ahead and uh, lay your take on us. Let's see where we go with it. Yeah, sounds good. I just want to say, first off, I, I love what you guys are doing here. It's been super fun watching and stuff. <laughs> I will say... Hey, Beast Gaming, once it comes around, I might have to have to get the Beast Gaming podcast going. So maybe oh. I'll be joining you guys here soon. Hey, good plan. <laughs> if you yeah, want a built-in audience, man, woo, good plan. That's what go I'm saying. It, man. Yeah, Germ is smart. Target an audience. Two, 200 <laughs> IQ Germ in the chat. Hey, always thinking, always plotting. Um, but no, so so my thing was, I, I love off-season. That's, that's like... You know, the LCS, I, I'm a huge fan of the ups and downs, everything. Sometimes regular season gets a little boring. I'm always looking ahead. How can we get better? How can we win worlds? That type of stuff. Uh, number one on all your guys' wish list for your different teams. Um, a, a realistic, but maybe best case scenario, as spicy as possible, whatever, um, you know, off-season move that you'd like to see your team do. Okay, so like not quite a reach for the stars, believe in your dreams pick, but, you know, uh, 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 we're going to, aim for the top of what we can accomplish kind of pick. Yeah. 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 But, but maybe even maybe like, maybe like good enough to where somebody didn't think of it, but also, you know, if I heard it, I'd be like, Oh damn, that could actually happen. Mm -hmm. But that'd be really cool too. All right. Well, let's, let's go to your friend Robert then because his team is the most in dire need right now. <laughs> Robert, nice one off season move that you would like to see. So I saw, thank you for messaging us ahead of time with this one, because I was, I started looking around um, and I'm trying to, you know, I've been trying to find some contracts that will be coming up. And there's the one of Spica, who 
despite mm. the rumors that I'm hearing, I still think he's going to be gone. Um, so I'm looking at Jungle, and there was a name I did not expect to find. Somebody who is popping off in Europe right now. Marcoon is on his last year of his contract. And he's young. He's super talented. And there's a world where if XL continue, he may win an MVP. It kind of reminds me of a lesser inspired, potentially. I don't think he's as good as inspired. I love inspired. But... TSM were to go to the jungle market, grab somebody with some experience with the young guns that I think they're going to be bringing up. I think that's not only realistic, I think it would also be an extremely good move to make it so that the pain of Spica likely leaving would not cause me to keel over. So, Love it. That's my, that's mine. Let's, uh, Prime, let's go to you with this one. For e- Evil Geniuses, currently at the top, can they be improved or are they perfect as is? Too bad you can't answer that second part. You have to pick somebody. <laughs> Keep the team together. That would be the, the aim. Uh, I will point out that Impact's contract ends at the mm-hmm. end of this year. Yeah. And he is a bit aged. Yeah. Uh, my knowledge of the player pool is so limited, though. I have to think. If, if Impact at the seagull he will be swooped up immediately by another org uh if he could choose to continue to play uh man i would need time to kind of think what would be a it's good hard being good thing. isn't it no we're, <laughs> we're not good we're never good we're evil <laughs> Let, let's let's give let's give prime a second then havoc do you have do you have your uh dream move in store here what about like um, f- fudge going back to australia something like that uh, why would I want to replace Fudge? One, he's such a good boy, and two, I because think he it'll is... get you guys off the most punchable NA list. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> such a good boy. Oh my god! Plus, he's very tall. I don't think he'd want to punch him. He's a very big. He's a very. He is. Big I did guy. see him at LCS hey, finals. <laughs> I'm. I'm just saying. You saw what happened to Cragger and Arcane. True. I'm surprised you did. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Good point. Um, I, think, I think as far as like a dream pick goes, I, I think we still, I think we need to like maybe, maybe make some changes in mid and support. I, I love Sven. I think Sven does a really great job of things for Cloud9's culture, but I kind of think you need someone with more experience in support. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, I'm just not feeling Cloud9's crazy roll swap kick that they're on right now. I think you just need people that are experts in their dedicated role and not bouncing around everywhere. I think that causes too many issues. So I, I'd maybe like to get like an, just like an actual support. Um, an actual Afro. support. I love this. Afro's Sven does not Afro. qualify as an actual support according to the C9 fan cast. This is great. Look, I love you guys even more now. He's an ADC that is playing Lulu. Let's let's get real. Um, but but I will say that does allow him to do stuff that an ADC wants to do for their support. Their, like their supports want to do for them. So like he understands. But he's he's got to earn being called a support. I think I think you can't just go into a role and then be like I'm a support now. It's like well no you gotta like show us that you can actually. <laughs> You gotta see, show me the fresh hook mechanics. That's all I want. Give me the video 
and I will say that you're a supporter. But I think I think just change those things, and I think that they can have a more realistic time. Uh, I'm not sure what to do for mid, since mid's always a really highly contested position. Um, I think that's all that C9 could probably do. I don't think that they would ever give up Blabber. It doesn't matter how many times Blabber screws up, they will stick with Blabber until he is just sick of playing for Cloud9. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to run him into the ground, I think. Um, to the ground, they will beat that horse to death, and only then will they get a new one. <laughs> Flight check, boys. One of you guys want to want to take this? We we only need one. We don't need three from you guys because you know you guys already talked about how perfect your team is. Yeah, I mean, I I have a couple ideas, but unless you guys, I I know I've talked a bit. I think I think we need the most sound, the most sound change for Flight Quest. I'm gonna sit back on this one because I have some thoughts and I don't think they're the best one. So, so <laughs> am, I, am I going here then? I think I want Knox to take it because he's got the best beat on the academy scene, which is where I think we should pull. Right. Oh, nice. Here's, I'll just say one really quick thing. I I presume the team doesn't want to fundamentally change top jungle or mid. So that means our import slots are already taken up by Jose and Tukui, and they clearly want to keep developing Philip. So you have to look bot lane if you're going to make changes. So mm -hmm. over to Knox if he wants to take that angle or if he's got another one. No, I, I'll follow up on that because it's my same thought process. And I think so, we're all there, yeah. Um, I would say, man, it, it's so hard because I would say the obvi obvious option, like Johnson's the younger of the two, right? Probably more likely to have a longevity in the scene. But at the same time, Afro has historically shown that he can hit very high peaks on 100 Thieves itself, right? He won MVP that uh, split. So I'm going to probably... I'm going to bank on the side that Afro Moo continues to perform at a very high level, and I'm going to say, let us pick up a more mechanically prowessed AD carry. Um, and in terms of available options for that... There's not no a idea. lot. I'm sorry. I'm... Uh, I, I really, Kaori is probably the first one that comes to mind from EG Academy. That is probably the very first thing that comes to mind and the only thing that comes to mind for me. Well, I, I suppose that puts it on us, Jordan. I have an idea, but I, I want to give your voice some time because you're the smarter one. This is, a, this is like the, the ultimate cop-out. And Cole, you're going to hate this so much. Do you have a guess? I'm just going to, that's your, your I, feel like, I feel like this is like parents deciding which is, which of their kids is the favorite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's very easy. <laughs> kind of is easy. I told you. I'm, I'm being curious. I think you can guess it. You can guess it. Uh, your hint is you're going to hate it. Uh, frog in the mid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, solo to top? Hmm. Oh. There it is. No. It's, uh, look. We said within the realm of what's possible in the in this universe, Jojo Pune. We get Jojo Pune. Oh my! From EG, and we have a we have we free up an import spot. Cool. We've got future talent NA, and I know that you're still not sold on this guy Jojo Pune. He's kind of got. What'd you say earlier? You you uh, staff is temporary. Swag is eternal. Is that your arms? Jojo, he's got that swagger. I don't know what to say. But oh. hey, look, his contract's not up till 2024. We'd have to trade Sniper for Jojo Pian. It's There's some things that would have to fall into place. Yeah. You know what? The thing with contract links, by the way, is like it feels like 
they don't actually matter, right? They're just no, they don't exist. No, they do you know, not. So it's I'm a not, made up number. Yeah, it's a myth. I'm not really stressing about that. They just like, okay, buy them out. Here's a new contract. You know, they uh, they only matter if like the player has actually done the contract and it's about to expire. Like Core JJ's contract is about to expire if TL doesn't resign him. Okay, where's Core JJ going? That's a so big Core piece. JJ's nine. Course yeah, yeah. Uh, Core JJ uh, could go to C9. Core 9? Core 9? Core 9. That's the big... I'm not sure I'm liking this anymore, guys. Let's... Come on, Core 9. I think we should wrap this up, Cole. I think we've sat on this long enough, right? Well, look, here's what we're going to do. We got to let we gotta let Prime see if he's come up with anything because his team is so perfect. And then we got to hear from Germ, too. I want to hear Germ's take on this. Yeah. Go ahead, Prime. I think... Uh, yeah, Robert gave me a layup here. And we would be on the other end of sniping, taking tenacity. I would consider tenacity as a replacement for impact. Or I was like, uh, Jordan already said, it. I was like, how long can we wait until we can poach general sniper instead? But those, those were two. If not, I would love Bradley from TL Academy to be a replacement. Yeah. Continue to uh, that so, conversation of NA talent. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, 24. Is Sniper's first eligible. Right, yeah, sport. he's he's a non-starter for the uh, this offseason because yeah. of that. Um, and all, also maybe because of the 100 Thieves uh, paycheck staff too because like they, they seem to really want this guy, want to keep him around. So I am guessing he's going to get very paid uh, if I had to take a stab at that. Uh, Germ, back to you. Do you have any ideas for this uh, great question that you posed for us? No, I just wanted to say uh, definitely thank you to everybody. No, I don't care. No. What what team do you follow most closely? Are you a a fan of? Uh, I'm a I'm a ex TSM. um, That's that's I I was a TSM fan forever. I have since gone away from them. I guess I follow Cloud Nine closest these days, but I'm just an LCS fan. Moreover. but yeah, thank you for the ideas. I'm definitely trying to, you know, get the gear spinning, uh, getting ready for the off season. It's always fun. Uh, I, I think you guys had some really interesting ideas. Uh, we'll see what happens or not. But I, I definitely think the core JJ to C9 angle is at least one of the more interesting potential stories coming up. We say core nine enough, it will happen. You just have to put it into the universe. I mean, look, we manifested Afromu on FlyQuest, so like, oh, yeah. you can do it. Yeah, we got we got Photoshop. I'll start tweeting it out, you know, get it going. Yes. <laughs> All right, Germ, thank you for being here with us. It's yeah, always good for having to me, guys. hear your wonderful voice. Have fun with the Hot Takes pod, by the way, and feel free to drop the link in our chat if you want uh, people to find it. Sounds good. Have a good one, guys. Keep it up. All right, take care. All righty. I believe we are going to go now to Ray who may be in the middle of an Apex Legends game, actually. <laughs> now, that I'm, now that I'm pulling up his Discord, he was, wait, he was in the waiting room, but perhaps we waited too long. That's no, he was, looks like he's here. Okay, let's do this. Let's bring in Ray's Modern Life. You there, bud? Yes. Excellent. How's the Apex Legends going? Oh, I just had it on in the background. I was playing a game and yeah. Getting some dubs? Going all right. Yeah, nice. I got hyped off of, you know, the ALGS. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, big weekend. And by the way, before we go to your take, uh, we want to say goodbye to Prime, who had to uh, slip out um, because we're going way too long and having way too much fun. And he is a 
conscientious person who's going to go work and make himself productive while we are just going to continue wasting our time, except not really wasting our time because we got our friend Ray's here. So go ahead and jump into your take. Let's roll it. Good save there, Cole. Great save. (laughs) We love you. We promise. All right. So my take is I think that the league itself needs to adapt like a wild card slot or two, maybe taken from a minor region or promoting another team from within to freshen things up. Because I do agree that it gets kind of stale with having the same people, the same talent. This way, if you have a wild card slot or two, some new teams can, you know, play a tournament to get in or however they want to do it. And you get to see some new, young, fresh blood, make some new, you know, uh, some new talent, new storylines along the way. But I, something along the lines, I don't know if you guys watch uh soccer football at all but like the premier league does like there has yeah. to be something to freshen up or just expand the league in general because keeping the same teams over time is just going to keep getting stale i think i think the biggest question for an, a, a league expansion is does riot have the resources and can they get the viewership in the and it, it's a thing of like scheduling for time like can they parse out the schedule enough to accommodate extra teams and can they allocate resources for extra teams and all that stuff? I think that's the biggest question. I'm not, I'm not saying expanding the league's a bad idea. I would kind of like to see more teams and more players, but I think, I think it's a, a big question of resources and if they can, if they can manage it. Like, yeah, in a hypothetical world though, say they do have the resources, how awesome would it be to have a minor region team that won they won their minor region they get to come now play and live in na and play in lcs and build up hype you know more viewers from that region to tune in just to watch that team play and you know to help the lcs in general is my take it's probably going to be a tough Um, pill to swallow for the franchise teams you know um because there is a as as far as i know there is a relegation kind of path but it's very extreme right like clg was in moderate danger but everybody still has to vote for it and you have to suck for a really long time i think and i'm guessing robert probably knows some more on this yeah i have asked chris Greeley before he's moved away uh for like the last up until COVID, I'd asked them at every finals if they were going to expand. And that he was is the commissioner, the by the way. He was the previous commissioner. Yeah, sorry, commissioner. Yeah. yeah. And um, I can tell you the LEC is pretty likely to expand next year. Uh, it's looking that way. I had heard rumors of it. It seems like it's all but a foregone conclusion. They K-Corp. will. Uh, the LCS was supposed to. Yep, K Corp. Uh, the LCS is apparently supposed to the year after. Hmm. There had been some talks about this year. Um, they definitely Riot Games. Like I will say this: we never have to worry about Riot Games resources anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, they have plenty of resources. I, I be honest with you, like they they are they are fine in that department, and they're gonna figure things out. I think eventually. And to your point, I think the interesting thing you were talking about was was the minor region thing. Uh, the main reason that that will probably never happen is just because that team would get absolutely smoked every game. Um, not to be rude, but like, even with, you know, uh, the LCS struggling at times, maybe in one game against the minor region, um, if you ever put them in a best of three, um, 
it's probably even a best of five it's probably a three one three oh almost every time so i love that idea uh, i do think they need to promote more people from it but we've got to get our region i think in order more so in terms of expansion i think it's pretty likely um i think the viewership will get better once you can add more teams like you said um and yeah i i just there are only a couple Belan teams to me right now, and none of them are on this podcast. And maybe that's why they don't have fan podcasts. So, oh, Ooh, that's a good one. Fired. Burn. Dang. Uh, <laughs> I will say it would be nice because, like, Ray, I definitely identify with the like, hey, it would be nice to freshen this up a little bit. And we got a whiff of it right with EG um, in playoffs, like, clearly, especially there in the arena the energy around them was very palpable, right? Like everybody was super hyped about the emergence of these new guys, right? And it's, I mean, despite watching my team get swept by them in the finals, it's nice to like know that, the, hey, there's something new on the way. There's something like fresher in the pipeline instead of like doing who's the best ever. Is it Bjergsen or who, you know I mean? It's like, it, it does get a little tiring to keep batting that around. I think on, in some respects, you have to have those dynastic people and teams, right? Like you want to have your Tom Brady in the league, but you also want to have that person feel threatened by the new talent, you know, and, and we don't always get both sides of that. So I definitely identify with your longing for some, <laughs> some, uh, chaos, maybe some productive chaos in the league. Um, yeah. Uh, Jet had a, had a good point. I forget if it was on JLXP or hotline league last week, but, he straight up said, he's like, how boring would it be if Team Liquid wins this year? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what a boring story. And like, Jet. and like, I, I agree. Like, how boring is that narrative of, you know, oh, Steve threw money at all these players. And OK, that's how you win. You throw money at players. You don't build up your own infrastructure. You don't raise guys up from amateur to academy to LCS. Um in terms and like yeah so i i totally agree that the league is way more exciting when there's fresh faces new blood there's competition young guns are trying to take out the old guard i think that's great um i think the difficulty that you will find in any kind of expansion is picking orgs because you're only going to pick probably two orgs to come into the league. You're not going to go to like 14. You're probably yeah. going to go to like 12, right? Right, right. So you got to pick two and you got to make a really good call. So do you go with like, for example, Mr. Beast Gaming, right? <laughs> and, and, and that, and you go with some kind of like venture capital backed. So like a, you know, like a, um, like, you know, Golden Guardians kind of thing where, okay. They've got like the Golden State Warriors behind them, but are they really going to find a lot of success and bring fans? Or are you going to go for probably like how LEC will, like a K Corp kind of org where they've already got a massive endemic esports fan base and bringing them into the LEC is just the most natural thing to do. So do you go for, um, I know like, Optic was the first one that came to mind, even though like they we, they already tried with LCS. But like, um, I'm trying to think of some org that's big, like like a Sentinels, right? Now, mm -hmm. technically, yes, they were in there back as like Phoenix One, 
But now, like, if they came back as Sentinels, that org, I think it would be a completely different, uh, completely different thing. So I think it's going to be very interesting to watch if, as the L6 expands, what they are looking for from whatever orgs they are bringing in. Are they looking for that venture capital kind of thing? Or are they looking for an endemic org with a ton of fans already that will just naturally slot into the LCS? And I hope, I hope it's the latter. I think we need more of that and less of the like, hey, let's try to make a quick buck off of this esports thing, guys. It's it's a really interesting way to look at it, Sandy. And it's like, I think the 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 franchising round clearly they riot lean toward NBA. Yeah. established traditional sports organizations yep. to really to like bring these the structure that you need to run mm-hmm. a sports organization that was that seems to be what they're looking at at least i think k corp is an interesting one because i the difference there and and graph kind of said this in chat but there is no k corp in in na and i think that it's the ergs right like mm-hmm. there's no team in na that has this incredible groundswell of support like I feel like it was the beginning of the split. I don't know if you guys watched this, but it was one of the first live games they had. It it looked like a a really fun concert. It was K Corp versus somebody yeah. else. Oh, Koi. I mean, K-O-I. Yeah. It was yeah. it was so hype. And like that is just not present in the NA scene right now. So if you think about that, okay, well, we've done the the traditional sports. We we don't really have ERGs or anything like it to to pull from. I think you got to look at uh, at a, a beast gaming, right? Like maybe the way to bring new eyes to this is to get somebody like Mr. Beast who has more eyes and attention than probably anybody in the new media space. Um, let him take a shot at it. Like he's clearly got the money to do it. We don't have to worry about that. It's paid by Beast will be the new paid by Steve. <laughs> paid uh, by Beast. <laughs> and, and like he can bring people. So I think it'd be an interesting way to look at it. Like we need something to evolve the LCS, I think, because it's clearly not like the NBA teams aren't convincing a bunch of people that they should also be interested in league of legends. It's not happening, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can I just point out you know, also that ninja? Sorry. What'd you say? I was just going to say, can you imagine if they convince ninja to invest? Yeah, Beast Gaming and Ninja. <laughs> like, uh, that, that would be nuts, though. I mean, that brings... Well, I think, but only I mean, one of them knows how to build so a successful team. Come on, man. Instantly, <laughs> both of those people. Seriously. I, and I think Riot would care very much about that, especially after seeing how an org like 100 Thieves entered, where it's like, okay, you have uh, an amazing content team to launch your team yep. in the org. If you can pull that off, I mean, like, who's going to do content better than Mr. Beast, you know? So... Definitely love it. Um, I also just wanted to make a side note on K Corp. I mean, d- is that not the evil corporation in the Pokemon games? <laughs> K Corp? It sounds Are you thinking so of like evil and insidious. Thinking of like Kaiba Corporation? Insidious, not insidious. They are Kaiba. <laughs> I was going to say, if anyone's watched Mr. Robot E Corp, does yeah. anyone trust Evil these guys? Corp. I think we don't trust them. Let's go with Beast Game. I no, I <laughs> true. Let's go with Beast Game. All right. Uh Race, thank you for your call. We're gonna take one more if all you guys are good with it. Um I can I can do one more. Okay, let's do one more. Thanks, thank guys. you, Ray. All right, he's gone. And we'll bring on our friend Nate. Nate, who uh, I think he is a he's a big flight check enjoyer. 
So yes, friend so of the show. Maybe he is he's a cool he's dude. Ready to to toss a cool topic towards the flight check, bros. Let's do it. All right. All right. So my take is that having young talent go through the motions, you know, like the highs and lows of of success and not having success uh, is a very big benefit uh, early on. So having it done early uh, is a good thing. But I mean, well, there is a big risk of having a crash and burn, you know, the big example of Niles. I would from me barely learning league. I uh, from the, uh, from the collegiate scene, I would I would hear now. I was like, Niles this, Niles that, Maryville, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm seeing Niles go to Golden Gardens. That's cool. And then he's just demolished, dumpstered, to the point where he just stopped playing league. Well, well, now he's playing it back on back on yeah, Maryville but for a while, right? Yeah. But for a while, like he just didn't want to play anymore. And then also, even though this is not crashing and burning, but as Prime said, you know, JoJo caught that he's having, he's like, he's not feeling it in a way. He caught it early. Same with, same with the, uh, the uh, Danny tweet where he is like, where he was glad MSI was over. uh, So that stress getting it early on is a good thing because of, because, because, You'll have the, the 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 willpower early on to just push through it. Either way, yeah, it's almost like a filter, even right. <laughs> it's like yeah. you know, if 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 they get thrown to it early, and they you know they either prove their mental toughness or dedication or whatever, or they aren't able to handle it, and I, that's very sad and depressing for everyone. But at the same time, you got to know that, right? Um, Curly, what do you, what do you guys think? Flight check bros. What do you guys think about like the general awareness of burnout now? It seems to be like higher. It seems to be like a more respected like topic of conversation, mm-hmm. though. It also seems like behind the scenes, maybe it's kind of like, all right, yes, burnout, but you're being paid a lot of money. You know, let's yeah. get the work done where, I mean, how do you guys look at this topic? What do you think about it? I mean, um, to, so to start, um, it, this makes me think about when we had NXI on the show a couple of weeks ago, uh, because this is kind of just something we I, do you mean delved f- into. Former hundred X jungler NXI? No, I mean we former uh, FlyQuest three O weekend uh, NXI. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know the better version. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, but like so NXI, he we he talked about how like he had that success, but then eventually he just kind of like stopped Karen and then how like his health had just deteriorated and he really just wanted like he was tired and he wanted to like take all that time for himself and he had the luxury of being able to just take some time to like not look at league at all um and like just go do anything else like he traveled he spent time with friends he did a bunch of other things and so I do think it's um a very legitimate thing like and it's good uh that we are taking this step towards like recognizing uh, burnout and all that stuff. And um, I think particularly I'm always one that like whenever the conversation comes up, I like to talk about support staff uh, for organizations because I feel like it's a very, very important thing. And then we're talking about Dr. Respawn this whole time. Like that's a great example. It's just like having someone who is there 
that isn't focused primarily on your success on the rift, on your laning, on it's just you being okay as a yeah. person so that you can do the job you're paid for. I think that's very, very important because it's like, yeah, we're paying you a lot of money, but it's like, well, I can't do the job because you're working me too much, even though you're paying me a lot of money. You're not letting me be me, you know? And so I do think uh, that it's important to let these younger players like have that time away. But then on the flip side, it's interesting because I don't know what the behind the scenes looks like in the LCK or the LPL. But to me, I think they play a lot more League of Legends yeah. than we do. And you don't hear about that. You don't hear about the burnout. So is it a similar case where it's like, um, without getting into details, it's a similar case where K-pop, it's like that industry produces a lot, but you'll hear eventually as like members leave their groups, it's because the corporations were overworking them and all that stuff. Because that's just something we don't recognize because it's not projected to us because we aren't per se in the Korean news bubble. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's a weird dichotomy to me. Yeah, that's a good point. And there's, because there's, there's almost like two aspects of it, right? There's the, the burnout and the being overworked and that sort of thing. And, and let's be honest, like it's necessary to spend most of your time playing League of Legends if you want to do it at a professional level. I mean, <clears throat> even more so than like a, than a traditional sport, like the player pool is massive and what it takes to be a pro is just insanely high through the roof, right? And there aren't really that many spots, even worldwide, to do this at the highest level, you know? And so the people who have a, just this ability to put their heads down and work naturally get farther, right? But then there's also the other aspects of their environment that might play into that. Like, you know, Robert, I'll, I'll ask you, you know, with TSM, how much you think their behind the scenes stuff is really like messing with the team itself. I mean, how do you... I, I wouldn't know how you keep like a, a team heads down blinders on while all of that stuff is going on with your org. You know, do you think that that's one of the main reasons behind the guys or do you think it's more just related to other factors? That's a really good question. I this is I, I kind of got two things on this. Um, I My take on burnout, I think, is a little different than everybody else's. But in terms of like, TSM specifically, it's really hard when you see everything going on around you. I think the difference, because I, I I come from a traditional sports background first before I came into uh, LC or into esports. I think what traditional sports has done better than esports has kind of locked into so far is learning how to drown out like the other stuff, right? And I think with when you look at TSM, I think the big reason why it's a little harder for TSM specifically right now is kind of because they're so connected with their bosses, like we're right with the person who is literally running the entire organization. Hmm. Um, and I think that that's what's kind of hurting them the most, honestly, is I don't know that Reggie has been as involved as people think, uh, especially with this team in particular. But uh, when you have the... I'm being told I have to use it this way. Alleged Peter Zhang stuff, right? <laughs> and he was he was obviously the one who was a big he was a big, you know, proponent of this this sort of team. And when you also have Parth, who I also don't think gets talked nearly enough about, 
his role in creating this again kerfuffle is the word that i will use <laughs> um i i hope when you get subpoenaed that you know kerfuffle comes up <laughs> oh i would love that i would i don't know if i'd even be upset at that point um but you know i think and those two people specifically right one who was a direct coach one who was a former coach and general manager who speak a specifically and Huni at the time the only two who really carried over knew them right they one leaves because of some bad things and then the other one leaves because he doesn't believe in the org anymore seemingly yeah that's absolutely going to affect it i i i, I think it'd be hard not to uh to be honest so when it comes to tsm specifically sure like i i definitely think the burnout is is a problem again my take on burnout overall though i think is um I actually think that esports players in general get confused about the burnout. Uh, when baseball players can literally train 365 days a year and play 162 games, I really struggle when teams only have to play 18 games a split and they're worried about burnout. Um, i not trying to be disingenuous to the players. I'm sure that they really are experiencing it. That's not my, that my issue. My issue is it feels like they're not being trained on how to um, to deal with it, maybe. Um, or maybe they are playing too much. I, I don't know. I, I just... Again, I come from traditional sports, so maybe it's making me look like a complete boomer with that take. I just... <laughs> I, I, I really... I just... I do struggle. I mean, 36 games a year for one hour a day, you know, I know there's a lot of training that goes into it as well, but... Um, I think part of the burnout is maybe less the actual playing and maybe more the dealing with the toxicity and everything else that comes with, yeah. uh, with it. I, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I think that that's, that's where the burnout comes because I think they generally love the game. And I think if you have a love for the game, it's easier to play it. So maybe that will get me less canceled. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And actually, I did want to point out just like a, a side note uh, from Joel in chat. He said physical activity is actually good for your body and mind. Mm-hmm. And, and your body like enjoys that. Right. Whereas if you're gaming, you're sitting in a chair, stressing your brain out for 10 hours, it's a kind of different thing. Not to say like either one of these things is particularly healthy or good. Cause it, in a way they're, they're both not, you know, but I think it shows yeah. up sometimes and, you know, we're talking about TSM in particular. I saw that Hooney interview from before the Dignitas game. I don't know if you guys saw this, oh, um, yeah. but he had a quote in there where I was just like, this guy is on the edge. Like, he, the the question was, um, and I have this written down. So this is the, I'll like quote the article, the interview here. It's like question: We need to talk about tomorrow. Dignitas also isn't performing well thus far. Do you guys <laughs> think this is a team you all will get a win again at the end of the week on a good and end the week? Um, excuse me. Do you guys think this is a team you will get a win against and end the week on a good note? And Huni, his like I can feel his emotions through this answer. He says, honestly, if we don't win against Dignitas dot 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 like you said they're performing bad dot 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 it's a serious problem not gonna lie we have to win tomorrow we just we have to prove that at least we can actually make the playoffs i think that it's time if we lose tomorrow there's a pretty slim chance that we're going to get to worlds and it's just like you can just hear it in the way he's like working through the question it's almost like oh my gosh there was more to that interview. Yeah. I edited that. Oh, you personally. edited it? Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, it yeah. was, uh, was it Michael who did the interview? 
Yeah, it was Michael who did that one. And, um, you know, I... When I was reading through that, I was like, all right, I've been calling for change. There is change coming. Like, <laughs> I, I knew once I read through that, I was like, you know, because he told me to, to edit, I think it was on Saturday or Sunday this week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, boy. This yeah. is... Uh, Team on the edge, I think, not even just a player, I think a team on the edge. There's there's been a lot going on for that team. And yeah. it's that's I, I often compare it to I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan, not to bring too much traditional sports into it, but <laughs> uh, our owner came out basically and stated, you know, where are you going to go? I don't really care if you don't follow this team kind of thing. And <laughs> you can see the players going three Three of 25 in the first 25 games, uh, yeah. you know, their mental was gone. I mean, how can you not when upper management is having those problems? And TSMR, uh, you know, and it doesn't help when I don't know that the coaching staff is really at a place yet where they've kind of earned that ability to bring it back in. You know, uh, they've just had too much else going on. So, yeah, Robert, yeah, if, that I, was depressing. if I can ask real quick, just as a side tangent, mm-hmm. like ever since... 2020 worlds uh where we saw the 06 i believe and then you know bjergsen retired became coach double lift retired um it just and i know the team was like good in spring 21 but it feels like since then it's just been a steady decline and i i wonder if like there's been one or two things that have like stuck out to you as like consistent trends every year or every split Mm -hmm. that you've seen as a consistent problem for the team well i will i will remind everybody we were again we were we were first place 2021 summer and we were a game away from making worlds with a team that i don't think had any business going there um i think the trend that i have seen watching this team i think that they just put too much pressure on themselves you know i mean listen like ESM, ESM is, they, they are the most storied work. I mean, when you win seven championships and you are consistently, by your fans specifically, expected to be at the top. I, and, and by your owner, by the way, too, who is consistently telling you you have to be at the top. Mm-hmm. I think that just puts a lot of pressure on people. I mean, look at Tactical. Like, we all joked about him being Malphite and stuff. Dude, it's worse now. I mean, you watch this guy play, and it's like, I don't know if he remembers how to play certain parts of the game correctly. I mean, that that Callista jump into the red buff bush <laughs> was just unbelievable. Something I've never seen before. And so if you're asking for something consistent, I'll be honest with you, I, I think it's just the pressure right now. I actually think that... I think TSM fans are going to hate me saying this. I actually think us having a down year is actually maybe going to help the mental of the whole org. Because I just think the pressure is just immense. I don't know that there is another org that has this kind of pressure to perform. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big thing. And sometimes you need to hit the reset button. Uh, LA Fuse fans will feel that sentiment for sure. All right. (laughs) Nate, do you have anything else before we say goodbye to you, dear friend? I just want to say shout out to all, to all the podcasts here. You know, <laughs> to shout out, every, shout out to, to everybody. Thanks. Because I had honestly, a reflexive moment where I was like, "Oh, he's gonna say shout out, out Alienware." <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
honestly, I wish. I really do Why? wish every team on uh, uh, every other like every other team that doesn't have a, a fan podcast just make one. Like, yeah, like w- we need more more interactions in the community. Like, like, like that's how that's how everything grows. Like, it, it it'll grow that way. I mean, look at the I would I would say the next one on up that I know more about is the fighting game community. It's just, it's everyone helps each other grow in, mm-hmm. in that community. And then I want, and I wish I can see that. Well, uh, I in s- league. Yeah. I, I certainly share a similar sentiment. I it would be very awesome if we could have like a 10 team pot we'd have to break it up into different sessions probably, <laughs> but it would be, be so fun. sick. And so thank you for saying that. And you know, <laughs> if you guys, love a team like go out and do this then start it up and uh we'll have you on the pot of Palooza next time even though nate himself he's already on the pod you know whatever germ's it's already investing in beast gaming yeah germ's already yeah he already pinned that down <laughs> and we'll be respectful of that beast gaming belongs to germ so we look forward to that all right uh nate thank you very much we'll say goodbye to you here now uh, we'll go around really quick and just any, any other parting thoughts that you guys want to add before we say goodbye, um, please take the opportunity to do so. And if you don't have anything specific that you just want to add to the conversation, go ahead and just shout out your socials and where everybody can follow you and, uh, and your pod. And we'll go from there. Uh, Sandy, you want to go first? Uh, sure. I was just, uh, typing in our side chat that all I was going to go last for flight check and do our socials. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, I'll get, uh, I'll do the socials and, and what I'm on it. Um, no, this was great. Thanks, uh, Cole and Jordan for putting this on. Um, I think, uh, I, I think contrary to maybe some perceptions out there, I actually think LCS is really exciting right now. Um, I don't think there is a clear favorite for, uh, the number one team. I think you have a lot of teams that are within the conversation. You have a couple that stick out for sure. But if you, I could argue for four, maybe five different teams to win it all at the end of the split um, right now. And I think that's exciting. Um, and that's really good. And that's what you want in a summer season. Um, so the race for worlds is on and I'm super, I'm super psyched about it. Let's, you know, LCS is hype right now, and we should keep on that mm-hmm. positive track. Uh, all right, so flight check every Monday night, usually every Monday night, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time, twitch.tv slash flight check crew. You can follow us on Twitter for any updates uh, and also reactions to games. Also on Twitter at flight check crew. You can do myself at Santos DB, that's S A N T O S D B. Uh, Nox War, you can follow him on Twitter as well, Nox, W-A-R-R, and you've got Curly over there, Curly underscore Q-Q underscore, uh, that is our Twitter handles. Uh, Curly also streams, so go hit him up. Uh, we do all kinds of side content uh, and stuff as well. Nox puts on like a TFT tournament every once in a while, um, and we do, yeah, we just do all kinds of stuff. We're We're never just sitting around coasting through the season. So if, if oh. you can't tell Sandy is a masterclass at posting all of her socials and like <laughs> Dude, highlighting yeah. stuff. I didn't even have to put my own in there. He just, <laughs> I'm like, let's he got, go. He got you covered. <laughs> but Curly, do you have anything, any other uh, thoughts before we sign off? 
I mean, I, my last thing is like, I am actually really happy that you guys threw this together. I like, um, I like the LCS community and mm -hmm. that we're like, at least our small portion of it are able to have this interaction. I would love to see how big it could potentially be if more people stepped up and did this kind of thing. Um, and then also, uh, without too many details, all I'm going to say is I've got a couple TPs coming your way on Thursday for, um, <clears throat> I, I don't even remember why, but you, you said something that upset me earlier. And so <laughs> <laughs> I wow, forget at I'm this gonna, point. Now I'm going to get camped for firing off jokes. Gosh, I should have known what I was doing, man. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I'm shaking. But, yeah. I'm shaking in my little space boots. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Knox, you. Honestly, Cur Curly and Sandy have covered everything. My only thing is go support NA Amateur. Um, Proving Grounds, second round is on tomorrow, uh, every Monday and Tuesday. Um, watch Academy as well, Wednesday, Thursday, and then good old LCS Saturday and Sunday. That's all I got. Perfect. Thanks, Cole. Havoc? Uh, I don't really have anything. Um, be sure to follow us at C9Bodied. We usually record like every week. Um, and you guys and are you on also, YouTube, right? You, yeah, yeah, we're on, on Twitch, YouTube. You're on YouTube. If you wanna, if you wanna, if you wanna listen to our show, just go onto YouTube and type in C9 Bodied or Cloud9 Bodied. Um, you'll I'll get a, eventually I'll get a link in chat. You, you'll eventually find us if you scroll down. I think sometimes you'll see like a music video or something if you just type Bodied. So you have to be specific with this. <laughs> Um, we, we get a bunch of like flight crew stuff all the time about airplanes and whatnot oh, before you find yeah, us. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> but uh, this is really fun. I'm really glad that we kind of got the shows together. Um, it feels kind of like a very Avengery, like Justice League kind of moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> we collected so this is, this is the really Infinity fun. Pods. Yes, yes. This is this is really fun. Um, I would be totally down to do it again, like at the end of the season or something, or before playoffs or or World or something. So wait, so who's Batman though? It's got to be the smarty, I, 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 so I, I think it's Knox. I'm Batman? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not, dumb, Nox so gives I'm not me flash vibes. Nox gives me flash vibes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Robert. Yeah, no, uh, seriously, thank you guys for uh, for doing this. This was a blast. Um, it's good to see, see all your faces uh, and do this. And uh, thanks for not beating up on me too much. Uh, I know I'm a very easy target right now, so uh, I appreciate it. Um, but no, you can uh, you can follow us uh, at the Game House. Uh, we're doing content all the time for all things esports and sports. You can follow uh, me at TGH Robert Haynes on Twitter, um, and then you can follow us. Uh, I think it's just the Game House on YouTube, um, and you can look up Talking TSM on any podcasting platform as well. So. Show comes out Mondays and Thursdays, um, and uh, as we did talk about a little bit too, Hot Takes comes out on Tuesdays, Tuesday afternoons, so with Germ. Uh, we'll have a new one with uh, his name written on my head the entire time, so go check that out. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's outrageous. Uh, Jordan. Nothing to add. All credit to Cole on this he was the mastermind behind the the pot of palooza so i i can take none of the credit uh but happy to show up and, and have a good time with everybody so thanks all around that's very generous because all i did was like hey guys let's jump on a pod together at nine on monday and everybody's like yeah let's do it and that's <laughs> essentially what the prep was so very generous of you uh but yeah so we i mean 
you you guys are on our channel already, so you know where to find us. Um, we're also on Twitter at hundred talk pod. I actually, that I tr treat that kind of as my personal account too, which is, you know, whatever a weird decision, but that's just what happens. I don't like to switch it over on my phone. Uh, and then Jordan can be found at, and I'll put this in the chat, twitter.com slash hundred. No, Jordan underscore wicker. Yeah. Is that right? No, I don't think there's an underscore. Yeah, it oh, is. Okay. there's an underscore. There is, oh, okay. I know it better than him. Let's go. It's <laughs> a beautiful uh, picture of his dog is the profile. Yeah, yeah. Except you can't see the eyes. <laughs> yeah. Well, every dog not needs my a little dog, bit of darkness. Oh, it's, it's not, not even your dog? Who's the dog? <laughs> it's a dog. I pick, I, a picture I took of a dog on a mountain 15 years ago. Wow. This And, and on the next 100 Talk, you'll hear the story of the dog on the mountain. Don't miss it. Every Monday at 8.30 p.m. Central. Uh, and we should, of course, flycheck boys, we should tease Thursday also. This rec <clears throat> league upcoming is going yeah. to be the battle. 100 talk. It's time. Versus flycheck on Summoner's Rift. Jordan and on I will be playing. Time. Curly Knox and Sandy will be playing. Assemble your crew. It's going to be a banger. Uh, that will be 9 p.m. Central on Thursday. I'm very much looking forward to that too. And I'll say thank you to all you guys. I'm glad Nate brought up the whole thing about like these podcasts existing. Cause I feel very strongly about that too. Um, it's been nice to not be so lonely, you know, <laughs> like having you guys around just, there's always just more stuff to do, you know, and banter to sling back and forth and opinions and feedback and everything. And that's really awesome. And I agree. Like I, I feel like, you know, that makes it more fun to be a fan too, if these kind of things exist. So I'm really grateful that you guys do what you do and you're here for us. And this was really fun. I like, I definitely think we should renew this and uh, do it again at some point. So we'll let you know how that goes until next time though. We shall say, as we always do at this time, we love you and we miss you already. Take care.